Welcome to the Content Amplified Podcast, brought to you by Masset. Our goal is to help you get more from your marketing content. Each episode is a 10 to 15 minute interview with industry experts that share amazing insights to help you squeeze as much juice from your content as you possibly can. Here's today's interview. Welcome back to another episode of Content Amplified. We're super excited to have a great episode today. We've got Michaela Mendez today. Michaela, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. You bet. Well, before we dive into the subject that I'm really excited about, Michaela, maybe give us a one-minute summary of your background, who you are, passions, and expertise in marketing. Cool, yeah. Yeah, so I have been in content marketing for about 12 years. Um, You know, I started out freelance writing, uh, ended up working in-house at a few different tech companies, and really found my passion. Uh, For someone who changed their major like three or four times in college, I really do love content marketing. I love the artistic side of it. I love the science side of it. Um, and yeah, I have a really, a really great time in my, in my day job doing content marketing. Um, besides that, I am, uh, I have a family, I have two dogs. Uh, I recently moved to the Bay area. So I am trying to do a lot of local hiking. Um, I love trying new restaurants and, uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. Awesome. I love it. Well, again, thanks for being on the show. And we were talking just a few minutes ago about the subject we were going to talk about today. And Michaela has some really interesting points. And I think that these are spot on for um, how to really make your content stand out in a meaningful way, making it something that you actually want to read. So today's subject is how and why should you use expert sources in your content? So, Michaela, the first question is why? Why should you use expert contributors in your content? Why does that make sense? Yeah, well, I think if you think about it, um, you know, back when we were kids, uh, if you wanted an answer to something, you couldn't just go Google it, Uh, at least in my case, right? Like, I didn't have, you know, internet at home until I was older. So you were going to the library, like trying to get a book or talking to someone who knew something about it and taking their word for it. Um, But nowadays, information is at our fingertips. So I think like information in general is a commodity. Um, I think when I started in content 10 years ago, it still wasn't the case, right? Like you could just, you know, put together a list of information and publish it. um, And that gave people something of value. But nowadays, uh, everyone has access to that information. So I think um, where where my head's at and what I find valuable in content and what I think other people do too, uh, is when you're actually bringing a perspective and you have something to say. So it's not just information for information's sake, but it is an uh, uh, been there, done that um, story from someone who has, who knows what they're talking about. I love it. Um, you're at the very beginning, you talked about going to the library, not having access to the internet and stuff like that. When I was in college, the iPhone came out and we were at a buddy's house and he had his brand new iPhone. And before we would always have these like really heated debates about why something would be a certain way or what we thought was true. And then he ruined it because he had his phone, he had the internet and he would just Google all the answers and all those debates went away. And I remember that day specifically when we were like, okay, you just ruined all of our debates. 
right? just ruined it because now you yeah. have this information at your fingertips. So I, I definitely resonate with that. And yeah. I, uh, I remember those conversations vividly. So, and I love that. I love that. Having something to say makes your content so much better. Um, okay, how? So we know that you need to have something to say from someone who knows what they're talking about. How? How do you go about doing this? How do you find the experts? How do you source the people? How do you build the relationships to actually make that motion work for you and your business? Yeah, so I will give you just an example. So I work at Setsdale, uh, sales tech startup. We speak to sales leaders and revenue operations folks, and I am neither of those things, right? So I know if I'm writing a blog for that audience, um, they don't want to hear from me, right? Because I haven't been in their shoes. I haven't done what they've done. So my aim is to find people who have. Um, there's a couple ways that I go about doing that. Uh, I would say the first thing is kind of simple, but I think often overlooked, which is just start making friends with people uh, in those roles. So for me, um, you know, my go-to source is LinkedIn. So I'm always trying to follow people that are talking about, um, you know, sales tips or revenue operations advice. Um, once I follow them and, and see that, you know, they're clearly an expert, they clearly know what they talk what they're talking about. I'm typically reaching out to them, trying to connect, um, supporting them, uh, reading their content, kind of just getting to know them uh, online. Um, and then I try to to make an effort to, to reach out and say, hey, you know, I'm working on a blog on this topic. You know, you have a post about this. I'd love to ask you a couple of questions and, and quote you in the blog. And most people are more than willing to help. Um, it's not uh, a very uh, scalable uh, solution, right? And But I, I honestly believe like in making really great content that adds something that new, you're not always going to be able to to scale super fast. It's more about like focusing on those little details and making sure that you're, that you're spending the time to, to incorporate, um, the right, the right insights. So that's like the first way. Um, I would say the second way is making, um, partnerships in your space. So one thing that I do is look for companies that are marketing to the same audience, but we don't have competing solutions. And then I start to talk to their content teams and say, hey, like what types of content are you guys working on? Um, maybe we could collaborate or we could provide insights to each other, uh, backlink to each other, um, start to start to kind of just like make friends um, with with complementary or similar uh, solutions. Um, that really helps, too, because um, then you're you're kind of working as a team to, to source these uh, expert insights. Um, the third thing is there's a, uh, service, or I guess, I don't know if it's called a service, but it's, it's called help, help a B2B writer. So it's basically the B2B version of, uh, help a reporter out Vero. Um, and that's great. That's a great source of, you know, you can, you can put in questions that you have for an article. Um, and a lot of people, uh, in the space will, will respond um, and once I get those responses, I'm usually like combing through, making sure they're, they're from a person that actually is an expert in what they're talking about. So you do have to maintain a level of quality over, over the responses, but that's a great way to start to make new connections too. Um, and I would say like, you know, that's what I do for like a one-off article, but I try to keep a list of people that are willing contributors, and then I'll return to that for future content that I'm working on. 
So those are three quick ways that, that I source the experts. I love it. That's fantastic. And uh, I, I think you bring up a good point when it's not the most scalable effort, um, but it's the right way of doing things. And I think there's always that debate, right, of, of doing it the right way or the scalable way. And I think often the golden areas when you can do both. But uh, I think it's really cool when you're having really good content. It may not scale the most effectively, but it's really content that people care about. Um, and, and it really matters the most to your audience, which, again, we're not at a shortage for being able to create massive amounts of content nowadays. But I do think we are at a shortage of figuring out how to have that content stand out. So I think that this is spot on. I love it. I have used Haro, um, help a reporter out, but I've never used help a B2B writer out. So I'll definitely check that tool out. That's a great resource to look at. Um, you also mentioned earlier on, how do you approach sourcing people in your own company that may be experts? So in your own business, you know, you probably do have RevOps and sales leaders and things like that. How do you, I mean, obviously it's internally, so there's probably some obligation and things like that, but how do you approach um, kind of a cadence of getting help creating content from internal resources as well? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, again, it comes back to like making friends with people in your own company, right? Like right now at Setso, we're a pretty small team. So that's easy to do, but I've been in roles where it's a much larger company. So it's harder to know who to go to. Um, I think one thing that, that has helped me is being able to succinctly share internally what I'm doing. So it's almost like building, building in public, right? But do it internally, whether it's in Slack or whatever, and just say, hey, we just published this. We had some great insights. Anyone else would love to be quoted in a future article? Let me know, you know, and we'll we'll talk about you on LinkedIn, right? We'll we'll create this cool graphic with your quote, um, and that appeals to people internally just as much as externally. So I think just being willing to like kind of be open with what what you're doing and sharing um, that has really helped. I would say the other thing is um, don't ask generic questions. So this is getting more into the the tactical side of it, but you don't want to just be like, hey, I'm, I'm writing a blog on this topic. What are your thoughts? Right. That's that's way too general. And you're probably not going to get a response from anyone external or internal because um, you're kind of putting all the work on them to figure out something to say. Uh, and you're going to wind up with a really watered down general quote that doesn't do what you want it to do, which is like information. So what I try to do is all of my research up front for whatever topic I'm working on. So I try to gather differing perspectives. I try to find data points for people to react to. Um, I try to come up with the most uh, controversial questions I can and ask them with a straight face in order to get the best quotes, the best answers from people. Um, because it's easy to, to just, you know, say general obvious things but again that's not what we're about we're not just about information we're about opinions and new perspectives so i would say there's that's definitely been a learning for me as i've gone is like how how spicy can we make these questions uh and the spicier the better <laughs> that's, that's, awesome. that's been my my answer to that yeah. i love it i love it yeah again <laughs> back to your point having something to say and uh 
having something to say means you have a, a twist or an opinion on something. It's not just a matter of fact. So if you can kind of get that out of people and get them excited about it, get them riled up, you know, that's a great way to get the conversation going and really have a unique take on it. Um, that's, that's awesome. Well, I've learned a ton from this. This is super valuable. Thank you so much. Um, when uh, anyone here is looking to connect with you and wants to keep the conversation going, wants to add you to their articles and partnership up on content and all that kind of stuff, how can they find you online and connect with you? Yeah, you can reach out to me on LinkedIn, um, Michaela Mendez. Um, I also run a monthly meetup for content marketers. So the second Friday of every month, uh, we have a little um, support group for all of us content marketers uh, to share ideas and, and learn from each other. So if you want to be a part of that, find me on LinkedIn and uh, shoot me a message. Love it. Awesome. Sounds like a great group too. So appreciate you coming on the show today. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Thank you for listening to the Content Amplified podcast. Please subscribe and leave us a review. And for additional ways to get more out of your content, visit our website at getmasset.com. That's getmasset.com. And tune in next time to the Content Amplified podcast.